every day for you? Or you just need to keep stopping to do stuff? Yeah, that's right, that's right. David Raymond has a genius. That's not to say that Dave is a genius. Simply stated, there is an energy around him, and I believe around us all, an energy seeking attention, a ghost that just needs a friendly ear before it can finally rest, a memory begging to be made. David Raymond, the son of an artist and tradesman, himself a poet and songsmith, is a dear friend to many and an inspiration to countless others. His ability to recognize and capture those fleeting moments of creative spark is laser-focused and fiercely dedicated. His attention to detail and his willingness to devote himself fully to his art, his charge in this life, is nothing short of awe-inspiring. Welcome to Little Fires, a podcast that asks artists why. I met Dave on tour. His band at the time, Demira, crossed paths with my band in Kansas City. Our friends in the band Life in Jersey had just finished up their album with Jay Hall and had us both on the bill to support. I remember the moment I met Dave like it was yesterday. It didn't hurt that his bass player sound checked with Israel's Son by Silverchair, my favorite band ever. Demira was one of the tightest bands I had ever seen. Flash forward a few years, My wife Dana and I are now living in Nashville, and I was fortunate to be working as a studio assistant for our friend Jay Hall. One of the very first sessions I worked on for Jay was for Dave's band, Hidden Hospitals. No pressure, right? I learned so much in those sessions. The length to which Dave and Jay push each other's ideas forward is something special. Addition by subtraction, I think they called it. Sculpting sounds, many of them deceptively simple, methodically, and often experimentally, Getting to see that process bloom during production of Hidden Hospital's eventual first LP, Surface Tension, was a moment in time I will not soon forget. The creativity and dexterity with which their drummer Jared Carnes plays songs like Modern Saints is enough to make my head explode. How fun. (laughs) Songs like Synesthesia and Pulp showcase Hidden Hospital's history and future, tying together elements from all walks of pop and rock music, electronic and organic displayed as one image, one unified whole, a process several years and two EPs in the making. That gets us up to speed. We should definitely tour together again. I I would like to employ the, uh, what I used to do um, in Demiris, I always get up early and run. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I was sick half the damn time anyway. So it was like, well, whatever, like, you know, I'll get up and run. And we got this thing. We ended up doing a small stretch of dates with Circle Takes the Square. And we stayed over and like, it was, it was weird. We ended up at this 
person's house in the middle of the night and it was so late that like the bands didn't even hang out. Like everybody just crashed. I got up super early. Like I always did. I threw my shorts on and my sneakers and I went outside to run. And as I'm like leaving to run, the singer of that band is getting back from a run. And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cool. It was like watching a scene from a, a movie, like watching him come back from a run at like 6 a.m. while we were on tour. It was like watching the karate kid beat the bad guy at the end of the film. That's what it was. Right. It was like in slow motion and everybody goes and like slow claps their ass. You know, Isn't it kind of nice though? Like it's nice to meet those people on tour that aren't don't like partying and like getting up and taking care of themselves. It doesn't have to be rock and roll all the time. It can be rock and roll during rock and roll time. And then it can be, let's get water and get some sleep time you know that's a that's actually a that's a good thing to to pivot to like what's what is the what is the contemporary rock and roll like what's the Uh, for the 20 year old bands or the 18 year old bands that are out on tour like what's the rock star lifestyle what's the rock star evening that they had man that's it's interesting that's a that's a point of view i have not considered in quite some time i'm just saying like i've been you know in my in my adult life, social media has connected me to a lot of things that, you know, I just kind of like willfully let go of skateboarding, snowboarding, like particularly that cliff. Yeah. Cliff I didn't jumping, realize how big of a stuff. skateboarding fan you were until I toured with you. I mean, fan aside, it was just, I mean, half my life I was on a skateboard, but social media has put me in this new spot where I could reconnect with it and like really see where the progress of things are, X, Y, Z, whatever. I'm saying, though, if something as obscure as cliff jumping, snowboarding, skateboarding, if in my periphery I'm seeing, like, oh, this is some dope shit going on, I should be seeing videos of, like, whatever that stigma of rock and roll lifestyle is, right? Like, couches going out the windows at hotels, right? Like. (laughs) But I'm not. I don't see that stuff. I think rock and roll now is being a professional and f***ing slamming, slamming faces while you got the time. And then, hey, thank you very much no, afterward. Yeah, but n- no. But it isn't. I mean, it is. It is. Well, but it has to be now. Yeah, I guess. But there's just no recklessness in that. And I, I'm not saying that that's how it has to be. Because like... The reckless... The no, that I disagree. I think the recklessness isn't that you're f***ing doing that for a living, you know? I don't know. I'd say that's pretty self-serving, which is the opposite of of recklessness. I'd say that you're mm. making a very, very conscious choice to do this thing that you think is going to make you feel a way that it once did. And maybe it still does, but I'm saying that's what you're living with a hood on. Like I said, man, mm. like you don't, we, we don't get to choose, you know, we can't catch lightning. We don't get to be like, tonight I'm going to go out and I'm going to fall in love or tonight I'm going to go out and I'm going to get my heart broken. Tonight I'm going to go out and like my life's going to change. We don't, we don't get that. There's no like recipe for that shit. All we can do no, is say I, yes. I agree. And that. You just got to, you just got to keep holding the fucking, you know, keep flying a kite in a thunderstorm. Right, but that's rock and roll. That is 100% yeah. fucking rock and roll. It ain't leather jackets and ripped jeans. It, 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 isn't, it isn't sex and fucking slamming whiskey. It's just saying yes. And without, without you know, no retention. It's just yes. Whatever's coming at me is going right through yes. me or over me. Like that's yes. just, that's fucking yes. rock yeah. and roll. <laughs> dude, dude, for real. Like when, when uh, Jay Hall and I saw Refuse, that's, it's just like, I told, I've told you, I've told him. I almost quit music. I almost like that night. I was like, <laughs> half the shit I saw that night. I was like, 
there's no way you can't do better than no, that you can't do better than that nope. and i'm like there's just i don't that's it that's it i got into refuse because of you two that that's how i know about that band i truly love it. like the shape of punk to come truly changed me my dna shifted yeah yeah that that record you know it for for me like because i i have a very limited I didn't grow up on rock and roll. I didn't. And I think that like those staple records where I think are just so important in my life, Weezer's Blue Album and Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. I grew up with people where like they, you know, like we talked about, it's like they come and go and they become like a thing, like a chapter. And, but for me, it was like, I don't know, man. I just, I didn't know you could do that shit. (laughs) I just didn't know you could do that shit. I didn't fucking know you could do it. I yeah, was it's like, like the first time, the first like time the you see Beatles, someone do it, but, this first time you see someone do a skateboard trick, you're like, how did you do that? Uh, yeah, and that was what that record was for me. I, I grew up on like whatever hip hop and I mean mostly hip hop and soundtracks. And then mm-hmm. tapes I had was like Boys to Men, Bell Biv DeVoe, yeah. I, like just a ton of like Tupac, AZ, Tribe Called Quest, all that stuff. Heard. Just all that Nas, like, but yeah, for real, like, I I remember this so vividly. It's like, it's just like, I, it's everything we've been talking about. So fucking chance. No plan. I went to school one day. I had lunch. Random friggin' encounter. Sat at the table. We just happened to be the first two people there. Steve Mitchell. I played lacrosse. I played soccer with him, but we weren't friends, whatever sits down across the table and he, this dude, like he's super flat affect, like very non-excitable, never really expressed himself. Steve, like what, uh, what, I don't know. I said some dumb shit. Like, what'd you get into this weekend? Or like, what's going on? He's like, just been freaking out to Weezer's blue album. Like, it's like, I was like, what the fuck is a Weezer? Like, I didn't know what a Weezer was. (laughs) That might be the name of this episode. What the fuck is a Weezer? Yeah. And I found uh, I found the tape, and I listened to that stuff, and it changed my life. And it it's tough; it's really emotional for me. But like I, you know, I listened to that stuff, and I'm like, I identified a lot of stuff that I did not have the stomach for. Right. Like I didn't grow up being like, oh, I, I fucking love the Beatles. The Beatles are incredible. Yes. But when I heard Weezer, I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. These are just like the best written songs yep. ever, and they're not trying to trick you. I'm like, everything goes exactly where you think it's going to go. And it's just at 10 the whole time. And I was like, how is this different than the Beatles? I'm like, every Beatles song is perfect. Every fucking one of them. Have you ever read any uh, uh, interviews with Rivers about his process and his creative process? He was on Pete Holmes' podcast recently, uh, somewhat recently. Um, Pete Holmes is a porn star? Yeah, Pete Holmes is a porn star, Dave. He's a comedian uh, who has a show on HBO Comedians that's amazing. Are porn stars now. That's, that's yeah, I love. Yeah, we're, you, we're living in you the got future. it right. Yeah, we're in the future. It's 2018. Get get with it. He was on Pete's show talking about life. He went to school and got smart again after he was in a rock and roll band. And he, you know, he's had an interesting thing. Like I, I remember reading a story with him. You know, regaling stories of tour and, and the fact that he's, you know, got some deficiencies as a human, but, um, don't we all, um, but he also talked about the spreadsheets that he keeps of song ideas and, and he's got them categorized 
into like, you know, six, eight earth angel jam idea on their eighth record. He's talking about ripping himself off now. And that, that's a career, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I'm talking about. You can reach back 15 years and say, I want to make a record like I made, you know, when I was 24 and now I can do that because it's just a color palette thing. I think that's awesome, man. Like if you can, if you can make music for that long to like watch the tide change and come back in again, and still be there waiting to fish. It's like it's like the most beautiful thing. Like they have weathered three yeah. seasons of rock music changing. I just I have a hard time with it because there's I 100% agree with you, and we're no different, right? Like we're hopefully we can live a life and continue to create. And for whatever it's worth, it's just that shit's just going to add up. If you're alive long enough and you're still making, that's just that's the story. Right. Right. Like there's no like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to weather three seasons of whatever the shit. No one cares. It's just, that's just when you look back at it and you sum it up and make sense of it. That's yeah, what I it didn't is. stop. I cool. didn't stop. Yeah. I didn't stop. I just kept making shit, but <laughs> I'm saying like that, that's the hard part of it for me is that I don't listen to Weezer now. I can't. And there's something, and it isn't because they stopped being, you know, who they were to me. There's nothing, there's nothing to do with that. It's just that there's two paths. There's like, there's Weezer and they're going to do their thing and they're going to evolve. And like, we just, we kind of went separate ways. Like they impressed upon me. It's just, it's, it's, I feel like there's a part of me that sucks because I, every time a new Weezer record comes out, I, I'm, I'm really open-minded about it. I don't look for the past and I'm like, okay, cool. And some things grab me. Sure. But I can't let go of that tattoo part of just what made me like that just changed my life that shit that i could not plan for right. the shit that i could never dream up i didn't go to sleep the night before and i was like tomorrow i'm just gonna have the most random chance encounter with a dude i never talked to and he's gonna tell me about music that i didn't know existed and it's just like i'm like they're who they're why i picked a guitar up um I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do this? Right. I grew up a piano player. I'm like, how do you make a C chord sound like it's it's a fucking freight train knocking you over? I should just call you and and pretend like I'm working on my serious radio guy voice and like, you know, play up the early early morning radio way too excited and way too caffeinated guy. Yeah, get a two pop. Okay, cool. Uh coming to you live from Nashville. This is Little Fires talking to David Raymond. Hi David, how are you today? Hey Nick, thanks for having us. Uh uh just wanted to um <laughs> say hey to our listeners out there. Is it is it uh is it dark where you are? <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Gosh, it's, it's, it's really hot in here, too. It's, uh, it's not even in the studio. I'm not exactly sure if I'm even in clothing at the moment. <laughs> uh, smile and wave. Uh, I wrote down... This song feels to me like you wrote your betrothed the loveliest love letter. It's just like a nice jubilant thing to me, that song. It's uh it was one of my favorite songs on the record. I think it's um 
uh, you know, the title, Smile and Wave. I think that we just often do that because it's pleasant, right? And there's so many rituals that we have that lead to that reaction, right? And marriage being one of them and, you know, all the small talk. That's it. Smile and wave. Posturing, right? Just pass, passing, passing you by, just not really engaging with the, the guts of it. Yeah, I guess I guess so, and it all comes. Yeah, it's like just comes back to asking why, yeah, why I, and what for. Right? Yeah, I, I wrote down. It also feels like a lament in kind of a way, where, you know, jubilant, but there's this darkness running through the minor chord in that chorus. Like the chorus is so major, and then there's this like really, really minor chord, right in the middle <laughs> of it on the word smile. Like that to me is like, I love those those things that you throw against like the polarity of it like the word smile being tossed on top of the only minor chord in the chorus like that's that's the kind of stuff i think i dig into and love the most those are wins for sure when those things work out and they have to you know they have to come naturally you have to be there to find them but those to me are the biggest wins on the records and the music that we've made and recorded yeah, like Those when you're moments. like when you wrote that song, are you are you only using a handful of instruments as you sort of get the idea out of your head just so you don't get into like production mode? Are you or is there no restriction there for you when you're writing the song? Uh yeah, I don't care about any of that stuff. It just comes down to whether the song, you know, whether you're doing the song that you're writing justice. I wanted that song to feel like I wanted it to feel lonely. So I think that, you know, a lot of the empty space that is, um, wraps up the verse tells that story. And then there's that, you know, celebration, that kind of, um, the natural celebration that comes after ceremony, you know, and it's not always happy. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Hmm. Yeah. That, that, that tune, that's something, something, big chorus man it's really really cool lots of human and typecast uh, I, I wrote down uh so many mirrors and so many teenage bedrooms gonna air guitar to that that riff it's like kind of got rock moments and then typecast comes on and it's like nope here here's here's rock here's some guitar suck it yeah that's uh you ever look at a mirror and laugh at yourself uh n- n- perhaps yes Yeah, that's typecast. riffs and talking about bad habits i mean it's just like what if you did exactly what it is that you would do anyway and that's it it's like that's just let me be what my ego says that i am (laughs) and you're right like that's the that's it it's not real it's just that's just what it is like i love all the layers in the choruses the high chimey bells with that like angry fire underneath it like that 
that's super like uh, what's, what's the word enchanting is the right word Uh, the track before my favorite track, I think, on the record. I think Memories is my favorite. Like, there's something about it that, like, wraps me in this, like, 90s rock guitar blanket that... Cool. It's, like, so delicate. Like, the part, the guitar part, specifically in that one, it's like... Did it take a minute to get that right playing it? Like, it's so deceptively easy sounding. The way you've pulled it off in the in the body of the song, like that really awesome arpeggiated thing. Yeah, the very top of that song. That's a perfect example of an incredible amount of guitar playing and recording, and then just you know messing with it forever to the point where it's like, I don't know, it's not like what is it? Oh, it's electronic music, <laughs> right? But I'm like, Moz, that was a guitar riff that I auditioned for the song and tried out, you know, in an infinity amount of ways to make it work. And it, I don't know, this is just one of the experiments that I ended up sticking with and it, it was cool. We didn't recreate it in the studio either. That's just one of the things we went in there with. But if I were to dissect that and go back to the, the riff that, the guitar riff that's creating that sound, it. I don't, I don't even think you would ever put them in the same room together. lyrics in this one are some of my favorite beautiful robot switches and tin heavenly bodies and the devil within them I, I, I love that line uh, I, I love that you kind of toy with some of the religious imagery without going too whole hog into it I think lyrics like that are you know good conversation starters art in general I think is a good conversation starter um, to sort of meet people on you know the other side of the hill I think that religion, like death, like life, like love, like loss, all those things are just, they find their way into our lives naturally, right? Like, and it all boils down to things that we f are fearful of, right? Mm -hmm. That drive us mm -hmm. in some manner. And I just, I think that there's an infinity of inspiration in that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's nuances that I think we can all relate to one form or another. Memories, there is, I, f I remember this, uh, it's not to backtrack too badly, but there was a, there's a lyric in there, it basically talks about seeing shapes and clouds, and there was like, there's a, there was a painting that my mother sent me when, at some point in my, like, 20s, and it was, um, you know, like, when I was a kid, I used to lay and stare at this sky and make shapes out of the clouds and I still do my mom sent me this painting as she does every few weeks she sends me these beautiful little like it looks like she grabbed whatever was nearby and like created the most beautiful thing in the world and as you know I don't like to keep anything and I have a collection of these things because I can't get rid of them because they're incredible but she sent me this one and I remember it being like the saddest thing 
forever because it hit me immediately. And it was a picture of, um, it was like a picture of a couple of kids and um, laying on the grass and there's clouds up above blue sky. Hmm. And it said, all I see are clouds. And I hmm. was like, well, how heartbreaking that is. Cause it's, I mean, who doesn't go through that? Like we talk about that stuff. It's like when, at what point in our life do we cross that bridge where imagination is no longer engaging or right? Like when did Christmas morning become mm -hmm. boring and without wonder and you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know, there, there was just something in that. And so a lot of that song, there's, there's some feeling of that in there. All I see are clouds. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's heartbreaking. Like you got you got a friend that you're getting to know. Maybe you like him, maybe you don't. And then it's like you dis you disconnect at the wonder part of it, and then it's like somehow less rewarding. I don't know as a as a relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wow. I'd love to see that. She sends you one pretty regularly. She paints you stuff that that often. Yeah. Um. She. My mom's an artist, and there is like I just it's something that she's really good at and I, I don't know like she can just pick up anything watercolor make birds make flowers it just it's beautiful and it, it usually comes in a you know she hand makes like the envelope or whatever just based on whatever's sitting on the table glue and tape and paint and stuff just naturally hmm. sitting around and like shows up in the mail and the gesture of it is so small but the creation is like so far out of what I'm capable of. It's just like, I'd always marvel at it. I'm like, you know, I'm a designer, but I'm not an illustrator. I can't, I can't illustrate. My mom is an artist. She can paint, she can illustrate. It's like those, mm -hmm. those separations of things, right? I guess there's like a lot of guitar players can't write a beat, but I can't shred the blues. I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't windmill pick and uh, do sweeping, guitar solos right like yeah it's absolutely. just cool those moments are cool it's awesome <laughs> that you got some uh, some of those uh reminders around the around the house in chicago next month on little fires we dive deep with my friend matt hires to talk about life and his brilliant new album american wilderness my next thing to be I want to be because I think that's the next step after the the angsty wrestling record it's living in the world you ex that exists in your head yeah that you want to exist mm -hmm. just living in it yeah choosing to 